I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. What's up, everybody? This is Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, H-A-W-G sports.com. It's finally here. It's not the September 26th opener against to-be-determined SEC opponent. We'll talk more about that. That's going to be released later today. But... It is fall camp, and it's a day that a lot of people didn't think would come. So Arkansas is set to start that off. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some other things going on in football coming up and other sports, of course. We're going to take a look back at the week also, and we'll get to your questions hopefully as well. All that and more on Hog Sports Live. All right. Before we get started, of course, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. We're always streaming there live. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already. Like the video if you haven't done so. Also available on YouTube. Throw us a thumbs up there. Engage with the video. Share it with other people you think might like it. And follow the page and subscribe, excuse me, subscribe to the page and hit the notifications bell so you're notified anytime we upload a new video. Also available on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't thrown us a five-star review, please do so there. And if you want to say something nice, in your review we'd love to have that from you too let other people know that you enjoy the show also available on spotify stitcher anywhere else you can think of to find uh, your favorite podcast today's a free day it's a free vip day at hogsports.com so you can go to hogsports right now and view all of our vip content absolutely free it's part of the 10-year anniversary of 24 7 sports we at hogsports.com have just been here for two and a half years i guess now uh, but it's been a nice day and uh Definitely want to take advantage of the free VIP day. You can go read Danny West's, um, his uh, Big Red recruiting boards. Uh, you can check out all our crystal ball, all the other features that we have behind the scenes. You can read our premium message boards. Uh, you can't post, but you can read. And there's no sign-up or anything. You just go there, and we just kind of left the door open. So there's no, like, sign-up process or anything like that. And if you like what you see, we are offering this month uh, 50% off. So you can get 50% off this site if you decide you like what you see. Okay. Now, I think today is interesting just because of everything that's been going on with college football with the Big Ten, the ACC, shutting things down for the season, for the fall season anyway. We'll see on the spring. Excuse me, Pac-12. I always want to say ACC. ACC is staying strong. Sorry, ACC. Pac-12 and the Big Ten are postponing till the spring. We'll see if that works out. I, th- I think that's going to that's kind of going to be crazy. I know North Carolina is another state that just recently pushed football back. What does that do? Like, if you're a high school athlete and you play basketball, football, baseball, if you're a three-sport athlete or something, you just got everything piled on top of you. I don't know. It's it's interesting how things have come about to where one league says it's not safe enough to play, there's too many unknowns, and another league says we're good, we're going. It's interesting how things are all going to play out when all this is said and done. But fall camp is starting today. I put a little footage up. I'll put that back up again for those who missed it uh, from some of the walkthrough work. 
and while we're talking about some things here. So this is this is obviously lighter work that they're doing, but uh, today will be full go. And the way it'll break down is they've got basically 40 days. So we're looking at six weeks of not really camp because the last week is the game week. So the way it's going to structure is they're going to go three days this first week. They'll go Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I believe. Uh, I'm getting the official schedule. But uh, I know they're going today, and I know they're going Wednesday, and I believe they're going Friday. So three days this first week. Practice starts today at 2.45 p.m. They'll be on the outdoor practice field just south of the Willard Pat Walker Pavilion on the UA campus, of course. Um, and they'll go for about two hours. Afterwards, we'll have uh, Zoom meetings, uh, a Zoom press conference, I guess. I'm not sure who all is going to be there today. We just recently spoke to Sam Pittman and both coordinators. Might get Sam Pittman again today. But they'll have a Zoom press conference, and that's kind of how things are going to go, except for they are going to give us some opportunities. It's not going to be every practice, but there will be practices where we're allowed to go and observe a, a portion of practice, which is more than most schools are getting right now. So we're thankful to have that because I know it would be easy for them to shut it down and say tough luck, and they're, they're actually working with us and trying to get us there. So that's a positive. Uh, Wednesday, uh, I do believe we will be able to go to practice and, and observe some. So we'll have some content from out of that. Now, it's not going to be full pads, obviously. There's an acclim acclimatization period. I can never say that word. And so you've got five days to work into full pads. I was talking – what I said with Pittman in the Zoom call anyway was just that doesn't it make sense you've been going through these walkthroughs the last couple of weeks and, you know, helmets and everything. Shouldn't you be able to, you know, just like maybe do two days or three days before you put full pads on instead of five? Um, and he kind of agreed with that, but I, I still think that five days to act, you know, I mean, that, that's, that's a long time. So that's five of your 25 practices. So they'll go three days this week and then they'll go, I believe pretty sure three days. So then the next week will be four, then four, then four. That'll get them to 15 practices. Okay. And then the next two weeks will be five and five. So the last week, and that'll get them to 25 over a 40-day period. Uh, the last week is game week. So that's not technically fall camp. So we, all this stuff about, you know, there's 11 extra practices or all this stuff, uh, it's, it's not really, I don't think, exact because that, that last week isn't technically camp. So the way the last week will probably go, you have five practices, it'll probably go Sunday will be a workup type of, type of practice. Uh, in game week, you know, they do a lot of running and stuff afterwards and, you know, get, you know, kind of get the lactic acid out, all that kind of stuff, go over some things from the last game. That's typically what a Sunday practice is. I would expect Monday just to be press conferences, meetings, um, but Monday, a noon press conference. Then Tuesday is a is a grind day, uh, working really hard, uh, not worrying about the mistakes you make. Wednesday, you'd like that to be a little bit more polished up, a little cleaner, but still a really hard, vigorous day. Thursday, everybody's got their term for it. Petrino used to call it perfect Thursdays. I, I can't remember what Bielma called it, but everybody's got a little term for Thursday practice. But it's a little bit lighter. Usually you pull back, you're not full gear. Um, but still pretty pretty intense practice still. Friday's going to be a walkthrough, not a whole lot of stuff, and then Saturday's a game. So that's kind of how the, I think the five practices will go that last week, not just like 
a real fall camp type of practice those last – I mean, you want to really spend the last couple of weeks making sure their legs are back under them, right? I mean, you, the days of the Junction City boys, that's a long time ago. You want to make sure that you grind them and work them and make them think that they can't go any harder, and then you start building them back up again. They'll mostly practice outside, obviously. There's most of the reports out there that uh, COVID-19 is more easily transmissible indoors versus outdoors. So they'll practice outside most of the time. But, you know, if they have a back-to-back day, then, you know, it's possible that they go in di- indoors one of those days. It's not You can't just totally avoid it, but they'll have, they'll have it opened up as much as possible. Let as much air flow through there. And that's, that's possible. I mean, they've got, like, big garage door types things, big double doors, big huge fans. So they ought to be able to get the air circulation pretty good in there. So the schedule is going to be announced. Obviously, this is some big news coming out today. We're going to find out the week one opponent on uh, the Paul Feinbaum show at 2 o'clock Central Daylight Time today, 2 p.m. on Paul Feinbaum and the SEC Network. So that'll be the week one opponent for every school. So they're doing kind of a slow rollout. And then at 6 p.m. on the SEC Network, we'll see the full slate. We'll see this full slate of games for for Arkansas. We know the the opponents, but we'll know the order of the opponents, when the bye week is, all that kind of stuff. So we, what, what the opponents are, <laughs> in case you were wondering, is LSU, Alabama, Tennessee, Ole Miss, and Georgia. Those are the home games. It's a pretty sweet home slate. I mean, those are all in Fayetteville. LSU, Alabama, Tennessee, Ole Miss, and Georgia. As I like to say, if you've got the team to play it, it's a pretty sweet slate. And then your away schedule, Auburn, Texas A&M, Mississippi State, Missouri, and Florida. Those are your away games. And we're expecting that Texas A&M game to be moved back to College Station. And the Missouri game was supposed to be played in Arrowhead. We're expecting it to be moved back to Columbia. I mean, it's not a sexy away slate, really. I like Auburn Stadium. I, I hate what they did with their press box. I don't think I'll be making that trip just because the press box is so terrible. They used to have one of the nicer press boxes in the country, you know, it was right there, center field. I could understand them shifting things off to the side, but they put the press box, they built this ugly building with the cheapest materials possible and what otherwise is a really pretty stadium up in the corner behind the big screen. So you can't even see the big screen if you're media and you're in the end zone. You just feel out of the game. You just don't feel like you're in the game. That's what I hated about it. I mean, if I went back there, I would buy a ticket, I think, and sit in the stands and then just go up to the press box after the game. It's just it doesn't allow you to do your job. There was a time back in the day when the Football Writers Association of America probably wouldn't have let them do that, but they did it. Texas A&M, I mean, College Station, like watching a game in, in, in AT&T Stadium from the press box is not that enjoyable. You just, you're eye level with the big screen, so you're just watching TV. I mean, and the people are ants <laughs> down on the field because you're so high up. Uh, but I might try to make that game if I can. They're going to have a l- smaller allotment of visiting media allowed. So it doesn't guarantee that you're able to go to all these. But I haven't seen the new- – I've seen every stadium in the SEC, okay? I haven't been to the new Kyle Field. I've been to the old Kyle Field, but since they redid everything, I haven't been to it. 
Uh, Mississippi State, I, you know, Mississippi State, Davis Wade Stadium is really a, a much nicer stadium than it was, you know, just a few years ago for this latest renovation. Not a bad environment. However, I don't know that that's the game that I desperately want to go to. I guess, I don't know, cowbells are – it depends on how many people are in the stands. But I don't like the idea of just having to wear earplugs the entire game. Missouri, I was really looking forward to going to Arrowhead. I've been there a couple of times. Um but my last experience in Missouri was uh, the worst, <laughs> the worst visiting media accommodations I've ever seen. Danny told me the year before when he went, they turned on a truck and then shined headlights, and that was the lighting. It was an <laughs> at the end of the game. When I went, there was just a tent set up for visiting media. It was outside, freezing, rain. Arkansas definitely didn't want to be there. They just got beat 30 to nothing. But they've been doing some renovations, so, you know, maybe it's worth checking out. It's not that bad of a drive to go up there, and I would assume they'd probably fix the visiting media uh, situation also. Uh, and then Gainesville, Florida. It's been a while since I've been to the Swamp. That might be an interesting game to go to also. But I'm, I'm really on that College Station game. It just depends on, like, they may tell us, you know, hey, you can't go to every away game. You can't go to every road game, or you can only have one person from your outlet at each game. So we'll see how things shake out with that. And we don't know what the policies are right now for your enjoyment as a fan, but they have released some health and safety guidelines for people going to the game. So it does sound like there will be something. All event and staff – all event staff and employees will wear face coverings at all times. All guests will be required to wear face coverings over the nose and mouth from the time they get in line to enter the stadium until the time of exiting. Lines will be queued at all gates, concession stands, and merchandise locations following social distancing guidelines within six, with six-feet distance markers placed throughout the venue and strictly enforced. So you're going to go very windy way to get to your concessions or to enter the building. Contactless transactions will be introduced for concessions at and merchandise purchases, so contactless transactions. Restroom layouts have been modified to provide proper social distancing. Hand washing, hand sanitizing stations will be added throughout the facilities to su supplement restroom use. Extensive cleaning and sanitation efforts, including deep cleaning prior to games and disinfecting of high-frequency touch points throughout the event. Mobile-only ticketing to provide contactless experience at gates and in stands. Check here for more information. Ticketing, can't do that, obviously. Tailgating will not be prohibited per, prohibited per ADH directive. So no tailgating, people. If you know somebody with a house near campus, we used to have one. We used to live right off Markham when I was in college. We'd have people over all the time. But if you got something like that, I mean, I guess you could do something like that. Have your small, fewer than 10 people tailgating situation. Reduce capacity and venue based upon current state phase two social distancing standards. So we'll see what that means exactly. But that's where things are right now. You're not going to have the same tailgating experience. Or excuse me, you're not going to have the same, like, college football experience going to a game. The pageantry, as Hunter Yurichek had said, won't be the same. There'll be things that have changed. Um, yeah. Shuttle service would be limited shuttle service. Parking lots open three hours prior to kickoff. Gates will open 30 minutes later than previous years. 
they used to open 90 minutes before kickoff. So now they'll open two hours before kickoff. No Hogtown, put on hold, all the concert stuff. Obviously, you're not going to be high-fiving Razorback players and coaches through the hog walk. That ain't happening. No running through the A. They won't run through the A this year. So, Spirit Squads will be in in attendance in some capacity, but they won't be on the sidelines during the games. And direct interactions with fans will be eliminated. So, okay. The current phase two. Here's what. Here's what the. Uh, here's what what things say right now. The current phase two of the state of Arkansas reopening guideline requires six feet of social distancing to maintain six feet of spacing in every direction between seating blocks. The estimated percentage of capacity permitted inside Razorback Stadium is 21 to 23 percent, or 16 to 17,000 available seats, including our premium areas, general seating, and allocation for our students. So, 16 to 17,000. That makes a lot more sense than people talking about having half full or 33 percent full, because you can't do six feet. If the, if the idea is to have six feet of spacing in every direction, 50% isn't going to do it. You're still going to, even if somebody's not sitting right next to you, they're two feet over because that's how far wide the seats are, and you've got somebody right behind you and right in front of you. So it doesn't make any sense to if you're going to say, we're going to practice social distancing and have half the stadium full. So if you're going to practice social distancing, 23, 21, 23% of capacity. So a lot of changes, a lot smaller crowd. So there's a report that SEC coaches got contentious over the schedules due to a lack of transparency about any type of formula. According to Pete Thamel of Yahoo Sports, the disparity of the schedules created tension between SEC head coaches. On Friday, Thamel reported that a conference call with the league's coaches got somewhat heated. That's uh, like five different coaches. I mean, if you look at Arkansas' schedule, obviously they were done wrong for whatever reason. However, they came to that conclusion that the team with arguably the toughest schedule in the SEC, definitely in the SEC Western Division, should get the two toughest opponents from the other side of the division. How is that how did they arrive at that? I don't it just doesn't make any sense. We went over that a little bit in the last show, but This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. 
Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. One of the interesting areas, I think, for a lot of us is the offensive line because there has been so many changes with how much bigger those guys have gotten. A guy like Myron Cunningham, for example, went 285, 290 last year and is up to 319. I mean, that's 30, 35 pounds that he has gained. Ricky Stromberg up to 311, a guy that checked in a year ago at this time at 266 pounds, played at 276, and is now 311. Stromberg working at center. Luke Jones is expected to do some work at center. We know Bo Limmer has done some stuff at center before. Ty Clary was the starting center last year, so he's the incumbent. But it's going to be a pretty, pretty wide open battle there at center. I know from sources that Ricky Stromberg has gone out with the first team at center. Um, Myron Cunningham has been the left tackle. I've, I've, I've heard a lot of different things. I've even heard that uh, Brady Latham has seen reps as the starting right tackle, that Bo Limmer has worked at, you know, one of the starting spots on the offensive line. But we're going to see a lot of different changes. The, the thing is, the offensive line since Sam Pittman has left has been one failed experiment after another, just week to week. You ever, what I thought was, you know, almost comical with uh, Kurt Anderson, who replaced Sam Pittman, did a terrible job at Arkansas coaching offensive line, both that and recruiting. But Kurt Anderson, their decision was to take Yelda Froholt and put him at left guard. And when they decided to move him from defensive line to offensive line, they moved him to left guard, and he stayed there and went with the first group every practice from there on out, as long as he was healthy. As long as Yelda Froholt was healthy, he was the starting left guard. Whether he deserved to be a starter or not that first year or in camp or anything, that's where they put him and that's where they developed him. Everything else changed. So, Brian Wallace in and out of the starting lineup. I mean, they they mixed stuff up, moving Frank Ragnow from center to guard. Um, you know, they, they mixed things up all over the place. And the only things that were consistent – you know, were the things that, that got better, that improved, that builded, you know, built some unity with the offensive line. But they still, every week, new left tackle, new right tackle, new starting lineup over and over and over again. They kept changing and changing and changing. It made no sense. And you never built any cohesiveness with the offensive line. What Pittman does, however, I mean, they may have a guy that they try to get some work in, you know, like they did Frank Ragnow his freshman year, slowly moving him, you know, into the into the with the starters from time to time. But for the most part, they're going to want to have five guys. After a couple of weeks, I would imagine they're going to want to have their guys. This is our five. Few weeks maybe, but then you don't move after that. I mean, I think that's one of the reasons that Arkansas offensive line has just has really struggled the last four years since Pittman left. So, they're bigger. It's going to be some interesting battles. 
See how Noah Gatlin's back? I think he's your projected starter at right tackle probably. I thought the Brady Latham information was interesting. Shane Clinton also have heard has worked with the starting lineup. The thing with Shane is we've heard great things about him in the offseason in the past. He's been in the starting lineup in the past. 6'6", 316, one of the best-looking players on the team, but just has not been able to get in there on game days very much. He's had, you know, he, a play a game here or there as a freshman, as a sophomore. You know, he, he's played before, but just hasn't, hasn't been a consistent – Guy really even in the too deep during the season. But he's got a world of potential. So it's an interesting position battle, group of battles to watch on the offensive line, I think. The defense, on the other hand, still very much undetermined in terms of how they're going to do structure things. It, it does look pretty solid from Barry Odom that they're going to have an, an even front, a four-man front. It's likely going to be a 4-2-5. It's going to be their base package. But they're going to be so multiple that it's not going to matter that much. It's really just, let's get this depth chart. This is how we're going to take the field day one of practice. That's kind of what you're you're going to see. But they're going to have a three-man front. They're going to run 3-2-6. They're going to, they're going to do a lot of different things, okay? A lot of different things. But I would expect the 4-2-5 to be their first defense that trots out onto the field. I have not slept much this weekend. We got a new puppy. <laughs> and we've been potty training him. It's been – he was good until about 4 o'clock this morning. You know, I think the, the defensive line is one reason it also makes sense to go to a four-man front because that has been the group that's really surprised them the most so far. They're a lot bigger. They've got some talent there. I think I really think they do. I mean, I think Marcus Miller is going to surprise some people. Maybe my surprise pick guy if I had to do one. Dorian Gerald's back. Maybe a bit of a blessing in disguise for him. Um, you know, Andy Boykin's another guy to check out. Among the freshman class, Xavier Kelly's coming in, Eric Gregory, Julius Coates, Matteo Soli, Zach Williams. I mean, there's some there's some intriguing names, some guys that have been on campus for you know a good solid year now. You know, Matteo Soli, Zach Williams, those guys aren't freshmen anymore. That's not going to be the liability of having those guys out there. Now, can they get to the quarterback? They've got speed. They just didn't produce any sacks last year. Zach Williams had one, but it got waved off due to a penalty. I think he. What did he do? I felt like he grabbed a face mask or a horse collar. I can't remember exactly what he did. But Quarterback battle goes full bore on Monday. That's another exciting thing. Now, Kendall Browles has pretty much said it's it's Felipe Franks' job to lose, and why shouldn't it be? I mean, the guy's like not even 500 yards outside of being in the top ten returning passers in all of college football, and he only played three games last year. So – Felipe Franks, odds-on favorite. It'll be interesting to see K.J. Jefferson. Apparently, he's good to go with his shoulder. All that stuff's fine. Malik Hornsby, I love what they're doing with him. They're just throwing the book at him, throwing everything at him. Get it done. His head's spinning, putting a ton of pressure on him on purpose. Here's what, here's what Kendall Brow said. Malik's head's spinning just a little bit. Knew it would be. We've put quite a bit on him, and that's kind of by design. That's a Chad Morris quote. We wanted to do we wanted to basically make him fail. We wanted to put a lot of information on him. 
That way they'd seen it. Then once we bring the information back up schematically, then at least they'd seen it. So his head's been spinning a little bit, but his want to is there. So that's a big part of it. Malik, I could see him doing some stuff this year. He's got a ton of speed. They don't have speed like that at quarterback. They haven't had speed like that at quarterback probably since Matt Jones, unless you want to include Darren McFadden as a Wildcat guy. But probably since Matt Jones, since they've had speed like Malik brings. And KJ can run too. I mean, KJ's more of a strider, powerful runner. Malik Hornsby is, you know, he's kind of got jets on him. So, real quick on basketball, Aiko Mawain. I have no idea to this day how to say it right. And I've done pretty good with names. I may be the only media person in Arkansas who can say Abiyami Eola because I didn't want to call him Bebe. I hate it for that guy that he tore his ACL, by the way. But. Curtis Wilkerson has a nice story about Australian Pipeline officially opening for hogs. Now, that's a VIP story, but today's a free VIP day, so you can read all of our content at hogsports.com. Absolutely free. There's no sign-up. We just leave the door open, and you come in. You read anything that we have. Participate. Or you can't participate in our uh, in our message board form, but you can read everything that's in there. Get a feel for, for how things are done over on the Razor's Edge, the VIP forum. Curtis also has a nice article on uh, the outlook for hoops recruiting moving forward. Got a, l- a good list of names to keep your eye on and why. Curtis has done a great job for us. He's been on the job for a couple months, I guess now. Has it been that long? month and a half? Danny West Big Red Board is out. You can read that too for free. So in the big red board, for those who haven't seen it, Danny, uh, and this is for the offense, he'll be coming out with defense soon too, but for the offense, um, you know, basically you you list the player, you list their interest level. We usually do it in, you know, whether they're committed, hot, warm, cold, um, you know, and then we also have a trend, like an arrow pointing up, even, or down, based on whether that's going, you know, up, down, or, or even. Uh, and then also a little, you know, a rundown of the recruiting at that position, where things stand, what's the latest news with those prospects, and, of course, um, the scholarship distribution at each position group. So you can see what's coming back for next year uh, in addition to what they're recruiting. It really paints the big picture, which we really try to do at Hogsports, try to paint the big picture for everybody what's going on with Razorback recruiting. So Danny does a great job at that. Danny also has articles on resetting the recruiting class for Arkansas on offense and defense. Both those are VIP, but again, free VIP day. Okay, so on on uh, questions, I still haven't figured out how to get questions, but I have figured out how to do it on my phone. So I've got on my phone the questions that you have submitted. For some reason, I see the comments but it's just mine, just my test comments. I don't see anybody else's on my computer, but I can see it on my phone for some reason. So we're going to get to your questions now. But before we do that, of course, I want to remind you there's plenty of ways to watch and listen. You can always tune in on Facebook Live. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already. Throw us a thumbs up if you like the video or a heart or an angry face or whatever you want. Uh, All that interactions helps boost it. And so 
do that. Definitely uh, helps uh, our channel out. Also available on YouTube. Be sure to throw us a thumbs up if you like the content and hit the notifications bell after you hit subscribe so you're notified anytime we upload new videos. And share it. Follow, comment, share, all that good stuff. Also available on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to throw us a five-star review and say something nice about the show if you like it. Also available on Spotify and Stitcher and anywhere else you can think of to find your favorite podcast. Share the video. Help us grassroot it. We might have some walking talks coming soon also with, with camp starting up. All right, let's see what we've got. NP Rich says, Woo Pig Suey. Todd Willis says, Go Hogs. Cliff Boyd says, Hey Trey. Jay Donovan says, Woo Pig. All right, we're going to get to some questions. Dave Nugent says, Has a full schedule come out yet? Let me see. I put in a request to get the full schedule. Oh, here we go. Just came in. Good question right there. All right, so the practice dates are August 17th, 19th, 21st. That's the first week. So that's Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And then, let's see here. So I just got this. So, And then the 24th, which is a Monday, the 25th, the 26th. So they'll practice three days in a row the second week, 24th, 25th, and 26th. And then they'll skip a day and come back on the 28th, which is a Friday. And then they'll come back on Monday, the 31st, and go the 1st, 2nd. So they'll go three days again the next, that third week, 31st, 1st, 2nd. And they'll take the 3rd off, and they go the 4th. Then it's the 7th, 8th, take the ninth off, 10th, 11th off, and 12th. Okay. And then they're going, they'll take the 13th off, and it's the 14th, the 15th, the 16th, 17th off, the 18th, the 19th, 20th is off. Then it's the 21st, the 22nd, 23rd, 24th, and 25th. That's the game week, the last one. So according to this, the 19th looks like a potential scrimmage day. The 12th looks like a potential scrimmage day. And I'm betting they have some midweek half practice, half scrimmage type stuff. But I think those are going to be your two main scrimmages from what I can tell. Yep, as far as Saturdays go, that's kind of how it looks right now. So that's breaking news for all you listening. That just came in from Kyle Parkinson at the University of Arkansas Athletic Media Relations. Okay, let's get to your questions, people. Oh, yeah, I got to do it here. Dave Nugent, you got a good answer there. I need to move my mic because I'm having to lean down a little bit. Putting in the work. We can. I like to see it. Says Chase. Uh, Questions, questions. Who's got a question? This makes me feel all warm and hoggy inside, says Russell McAnally. (laughs) Josh Grubb says, thanks, Trey. Man, this makes me feel good about the season, seeing them still going. Yeah, I mean, it was getting iffy. I I think, like, I knew that we would see it this way. I think a lot of you did, too, just the roller coaster. Like, 
Uh, it's looking like they're going to play. They're not going to play. They're not going to play. They're, oh, I think they might play. They might play. They might play. And then here towards the end, it's just been like back and forth. They'll probably do it again. We'll probably get on another little roller coaster here as, as camp goes through. I mean, there'll be cases pop up. OU had a couple of cases pop up. Uh, Vanderbilt had four starters um, opt out. So it's happening. Like, you know, things like that are popping up. And, you know, people tend to, to freak out pretty easily, you know, one K there's going to be cases. People are going to get coronavirus. Football players will get coronavirus continuing forward. Somebody probably gets sick, real sick. Um, you could even lose somebody. It happens anyway in college football every year. So hopefully that doesn't happen, but it, it can, but just because it, it will happen. And I, I hate, it sounds callous to say it, but just because it can happen, it doesn't mean that football should absolutely be canceled, in my opinion. I mean, especially with these young, you know, generally healthy people. And if you, you don't feel like you are, if you have underlying conditions, then I think you should opt out, and I think that should be respected. So there are other things we do. I, I hate comparing it to car, dri- driving a car, because it's not the same thing. I don't mean to compare it, but, I mean, 40,000 people are going to die of car accidents every year, and we know that going in. So you don't stop driving cars I know this is different. I don't mean to compare it like that. I mean, 8 million people are going to die smoking cigarettes this year. 8 million. 1.2 million from secondhand smoke. People still smoke cigarettes. I got a lot of, uh, a lot of notifications on here that people are watching. We've got to get this stuff figured out. I've got a message in to Jamie Oaks who helps us on our Facebook stuff. But every, they've changed some stuff on Facebook, made some stuff. Every time they change stuff, things get more difficult. Usually it's like usually it's like a universal remote, and you're like, ah, oh, this thing's – I can't figure this out. And then when you, you know, get the hang of it, it's like, oh, this is much better. Hopefully this is how this will be when I get this figured out. But Stephen Shoop says, I'm ready for college football. One question, do you think KJ gets a chance to play this year? I think that there will be opportunities for him. I don't know that you're going to see, like, in terms of meaningful playing time, I think there are possibilities because you're not going to want to beat up your starting quarterback very much who will likely be Felipe Franks. So you're not going to want to beat him up. There might be a fourth and inches situation or a goal line situation. And – KJ, what you'll notice about him, you get field level and, check, and you know watch KJ throw and stuff. You, it won't take long. This guy has got huge legs. I mean, he he carries a lot of weight in his legs. Um, very strong lower body. So he can, he's a guy that can move a pile. You don't have the fear of uh, you know losing you know hurting your quarterback's hand or something like that because you you went for it on a short uh, yardage situation. So I could see stuff like that. I could see goal line stuff. And, you know, maybe a package here and there. I mean, there's, there's obviously um, opportunities that he could get in there. But, I mean, for the most part, it's going to be Felipe's show, I think. Kristen Howard says, so ready, stay strong, SEC. Great things ahead with Coach Pittman. I can feel it. We pick Suey. Josh Grubb says KJ should have some packages, but I'm guessing that he isn't starting. I think you're probably probably right. I want to see how much KJ has improved. You know, he he came to Arkansas with kind of a tricky throwing motion, a little bit of a hitch. 
decent bit of a hitch. Actually, I, I say that, but, I mean, since he's been at Arkansas, they reworked his throwing motion. That's why you see the ball kind of sail, be inconsistent. But it added a lot of velocity on his throws. He, he throws the ball much harder than he did when he was uh, – when I saw him in camp. He was throwing, you know, largely wobbly spirals with a bit of a hitch in his throwing motion. KJ will do really good in this system. He's big like Felipe. I'm anxious to see what happens. Like, they're going to get the ball out quickly. They're really going to spread things out, create a lot of one-on-one type of matchups. So they're going to know where they're going the ball with the ball a lot of times before the ball even snapped. Uh, but they're going to get the ball out quickly. That's going to help with sacks, a lot of different things. Jason Sublet says, Trey, who do you look forward to seeing us play most this year? Whoever's the opener, <laughs> whoever they open the season with is who I look forward to most. Aside from that, I look forward to Ole Miss coming to town. I think that's a winnable game going at Missouri. Tennessee coming to town, I think that's winnable. And I say winnable, I mean like 50-50, maybe a 40% chance. That's what the FPI has a lot of those games at. Missouri, Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Tennessee, those are the games that Arkansas has been given like a 50-50 shot at winning. A little under 50-50. But whoever they play first, whoever Paul Feinbaum utters out of his mouth today at, what, 1 o'clock? Is that what time it is? 2 o'clock. I can't remember. I said it earlier in the show. I have to go back and check. David McDaniel says Franks is a great quarterback. I'm looking for him and Burks to have an outstanding season. Traylon Burks, if he stays healthy all this year, then he's going to have a really strong season. I mean, he's going to appear on a lot of these lists that you see, like top ten return, returning return men, uh, top ten X factor players. He has a chance to be in the mix on all of that stuff. He has the physical ability to do that. I mean, he's bigger than. I mean, wide receivers are rarely six. What is he? Six three two thirty one. I mean, he's huge, and he glides when he runs. He's, he's just got – he sees things differently. I'm just think he has a chance to put up a really special season, especially with a quarterback like Franks uh, who can get him the ball. And, it, you know, David says Franks is a great quarterback, and, I mean, that would be amazing if he's great. I mean, he's been good at times. I think he was really good this last seven games. But if he's great, that's fantastic. But if he's average – Still pretty good, right, compared to what Arkansas has seen the last few years. I mean, the quarterback position has just been so – I mean, it's it's been like the offensive line was. I mean, where people are just changed in and out, in and out. I mean, it's been the same thing at quarterback. Can't figure anything out. The more comfortable that a quarterback got in Chad Morris' system, the worse he became. Steven Shoup says – Sam Pittman will turn this program around, I believe, in just stay positive hogs. We can do it. Steve Welton says, starting with Mississippi State or Ole Miss would be ideal, but then again, everyone always likes to get the Alabama game out of the way. I'll say this. I think Danny told me – I know Danny told me, but I think it was Arkansas in seven of the last eight years has opened SEC play on the road in seven of the last eight years. So we'll see what they do to him this year. Hopefully, it would be – I would love to have a home game, just one. Just one home game opening things up. 
course, it may give you an opportunity if the game is on the road to see how other schools have done things, maybe give you some ideas. Kelby Sutterfield says there's bad blood and the, there's blood in the water. If we can play A&M on the final play with Ole Miss 30%, we should be able to beat teams like Ole Miss and Mississippi State. These boys have something to prove. I mean, that, that Kelby, that just goes to show you also that, like, so you almost beat Texas A&M, came down to the end of the game. You're driving. You, I mean, there's a chance you could throw a touchdown. I mean, C.J. O'Grady catches that pass. Who knows what's – I mean, you beat Texas A&M. And the season could have changed trajectory. But you had that game. You know, they played Ole Miss pretty well in the second half. You just had Nick Starkle just didn't know what to do. Again, there's a guy, an example of a guy who threw the ball, looked like a, you know, pretty good. He just didn't know the offense 100%. Um, in that Ole Miss game, I, I think a lot of us were really encouraged by that. And the more he learned about the offense, the more they worked with him, the worse he got. And to where you just couldn't rely on him at all to play. Um, so... But, yeah, I mean, you're right. You make a good point. They almost beat Texas A&M. They played pretty decent against Ole Miss. They should have beaten Kentucky, had a chance to beat Kentucky on the road. And then you have games where they just get their doors blown off against Western Kentucky. I mean, just get embarrassed against Auburn. You know, I mean, those kinds of things tell you that they just let go of the rope, right? All right, we've got some breaking news, everybody. This is not this is not the news that you want to hear. It's from Isaiah Joe. Due to the COVID-19 virus and the unprecedented cancellation of fall sports by several major college conferences in the past week, I believe it is in my best interest to forego the remainder of my college eligibility and re-enter the NBA draft for in time for the league's August 17th deadline for underclassmen to declare. My announcement on August 1st to return to the school for another season as a Razorback was made with wholehearted excitement and sincerity, but a lot has happened in a short period of time since then to increase the uncertainty that college sports will be played this season. We had gotten some word that this was a possibility, that this could be happening with Isaiah Joe. So that stinks. <laughs> There's no other way to put that. That really stinks. And so for those who are confused right now, the NBA and college had two different deadlines. College had an August 3rd deadline. You had to announce that you were returning to school by August 3rd. The NBA had an August 7th deadline, which meant you could announce that you were returning to school, withdraw your name from the NBA draft, and hit the college deadline. But if you're going to go pro, then it doesn't matter what the college deadline says. And the pro deadline was August 17th today. So if you're going to go pro, all you have to do is re-enter the draft. So he's officially gone now. Isaiah Joe is officially going to the NBA. Eric Musselman should have a statement, I would assume. Let's see if he's got one. Yep. We will always support our players when they decide to chase their NBA dream. 
We will continue to help Isaiah in any way we can and wish him nothing but the best. Zai has a has cemented his legacy at Arkansas and will forever be a Razorback. Isaiah Joe deciding to re-enter the NBA draft today on the deadline and will not be returning to Arkansas. I hate to end the show on a bad note, but we're going to end it there because I've got some work to do now. All right, everybody. I want to thank you for joining us. I want to thank you for your questions that I was finally able to get to. Sorry I wasn't able to continue on. I was going to get through all of them, but we got to jump on this Isaiah Joe news. Be sure to follow the page if you haven't done so already on Facebook Live. Subscribe on YouTube. Hit the notifications bell. Leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and throw us a like anywhere you can. Today's a free VIP day, so you can read all of our VIP content at hogsports.com for free. No sign-up needed. And if you like what you see, sign up for 50% off. Certainly a lot going on right now. All right, everybody. Sorry to end it on the Isaiah Joe news, but that's just the way it played out. This has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com, and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.